This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back to the Drive the Lane Podcast. A big week because for better or for worse, it is the final week where Ohio State football and Ohio State basketball will both be playing. We'll be talking, of course, about the Ohio State basketball season thus far, a little bit of the team themes. We'll dive into their game against West Virginia coming up on Saturday in Cleveland. And we got to talk about the Cotton Bowl, the Drive the Lane Bowl, Ohio State versus Mizzou. I can give you a little Mizzou insight that you might not be getting on any of your other Ohio State podcasts. But if you're in Chicago, there's two options to watch the games this weekend. And that is Butcher's Tap, where we'll be doing a live show shortly. More details coming soon, but book your calendar for January 26th. Or McGee's Tavern and Grill, where we've also done a live show before. Those are the two options of places that you can go. And I think they're both pretty good. We love McGee's. We love Butcher's Tap. Halftime raffles, amazing food, amazing atmosphere, HD TVs, the sound's on. And it's pretty good there, if you ask me. Joey, what else about Butcher's Tap and McGee's before we get to the episode? And I didn't even announce that we're having Jameson Battle on the show. It, I probably should have said that, but if you cl- are listening to the episode, you saw Jameson Battle interview in the title, so you already know that. Yeah. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome stuff with Jameson. That's why we're going to be talking about mostly football. Speaking of football, obviously, as you just said, Andrew, you got to watch the bowl game at Butcher's Tap slash McGee's. Main reason why? They have really cold beer. They have really cold beer. The coldest beer that I've had in Chicago by far. Um, and that's and what you need. That's what you need in a cold December day in Chicago is, is cold beer. It's exactly right. And when you're watching a football game, the only thing the human body craves, well, two things, chicken wings and cold beer. They've got good wings, but they've got really cold beer there as well. Uh, and it's a really fun place to watch the game. Uh, unfortunately, I my record has moved to one and one at Butcher's Tap with the loss to Michigan, but Nonetheless, uh, love watching games there. Great people, great atmosphere, surrounded by Buckeyes. What could be better? You nailed it. I will not be able to watch the game because I, at Butcher's Tap or McGee's. Period, full stop. (laughs) Because I'll be at the game. I'm doing a day trip down to Dallas. I'm going to be in Jerry World. I'm going to get to see the Buckeyes and the Missouri Tigers. The Buckeyes. From an Ohio State point of view, it's looking like no Marvin Harrison announced today. Travion Henderson's in. Emeka Ibuka, I believe, is in. He's in. Still a couple defensive TBDs, I believe. Noel said he doesn't know anybody who's not sitting out, who's who is sitting out. He said that yesterday. Which means good stuff. I- I'm excited. Bad stuff if you're a Missouri Tiger fan. I'm, I'm going to give you the the quick scope of what I'm thinking from Ohio State, and then you can jump in and take it from there. Sure. You're going to get a look at the offense for next year because Travion Henderson playing in this game makes me think he's coming back because he doesn't really have much to prove, and if he has a bad game, that would you know potentially hurt his stock. Don't think he I could think, shoot yeah. up his stock very much from this game. I think it's just a matter of – I agree with you that you're getting a glimpse into the future. I mean, Devin Brown is 100%. It's his job to lose as a starting quarterback, assuming he plays 
remotely good at all. Travion Henderson, I don't think from my point of view and what I know and what I think about college football, it has nothing to do with his draft stock. Like it's every, he, the only reason why he wouldn't play is if he was going to the NFL and didn't want to get injured. Right. right. So, so he's playing because he's coming back next year. That's what it tells me. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like if he goes thermonuclear and has 400 yards rushing and, uh, and is the has the best single game of running back in college has ever had in his life, then all right. Uh, maybe he goes to the NFL, but it sure seems like if you're playing, it's because health aside, like you do, you could care less. There's not, I'm playing for the Buckeyes next year. Therefore I'm playing in this game, which is as an Ohio state fan, really exciting. Cause you went from when we last recorded, it seems like it was all right. You don't have your starting quarterback. You probably don't have Marvin Harrison jr. You might not have your two best defensive ends. You might not have your starting middle linebacker. You might not have your, your running back. And most of those were not mites. They were like leaning towards probably. And now like all of the 50 fifties, let's say have fallen on, you know, the side of, Hey, I'm returning. I'm coming back to college. I want to beat Michigan. I want to win a national championship. I want to win a big 10 championship. And that's really exciting and really scary for your Mizzou fan. And I feel like Ohio state minus three is a phenomenal bet. Assuming Devin Brown is anything better than a pedestrian off the street. Well, it's kind of gone all over the place. It opened up at like seven and a half. And then I think there was a moment where it swung. Missouri was favored. Right, right, but it's, right. It's now come back around. And I, I actually think it will net closer to Ohio State four and a half, five and a half in the next few days. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong about that. We don't know enough about how much like the line moves and, and shifts. Yeah, but, we don't get that at all. We yeah, But yeah. But because Marvin Harrison's not playing and because Julian Fleming is transferring and he's gone and Emeka Ibuka has been hurt all year, hopefully he's 100% if he does indeed play, you're going to get a look at you're going to get a look at Carnell Tate, which is exciting because the number one option's not playing the number three ish options not playing. So Mm -hmm. now you look at Carnell Tate and he's kind of moved himself, you know, depending on Emeka health status which i assume is good to go he's playing i don't know what you keep why are you no no i know he's playing but he might not be 100 percent. how many games have we seen this year where he plays like four snaps that happened like five different times did that happen five times that he played four snaps i think he missed games he missed games and there was multiple games where he he played like because he got hurt and there was like a few games where he only played a few snaps i'm telling you go back and look but either way either way i think carnell tate is going to get you know, a lot of tick in this game, which is exciting because him and Devin Brown is you, you know, that those two guys will be there next year for sure. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. I think that with Jeremiah Smith coming in a guy that will, I, I think contribute more than Marvin Harrison. Cause you think about when Marvin Harrison came in as a freshman, he had guys like Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba and, you name it in front of him, you know, Jeremiah Smith is a better prospect than Marvin Harrison coming out of high school and has less in his way, so to speak at the wide receiver position. Like he's the, he is, it's so funny that we talk about a freshman this way, but like Emeka Buka, Brandon Innes, uh, Carnell Tate, like you said, like 
there are guys on the roster that are really exciting. You're coming back. And then you still are adding in like almost like a replacement for Marvin Harrison. It seems like this is like the best wide receiver in the history of high school sports to, to you know, coming into college, a guy who <laughs> took him seven and a half hours to mail in his, his national letter of intent. But um, yeah, this bowl game went quickly from man, this sucks. Ohio state's out of the playoff. Ohio state lost their quarterback. Ohio state's not playing the big 10 championship. All of our guys are sitting out. What's the point of even watching to now? Like, it's really only one guy that's sitting out, and and he's and it was expected. So, and it's at the position where you're deepest. So it's uh, it's very exciting from the Ohio State point of view. Um, I think it's exciting from the Mizzou point of view. And you can tell me if I'm wrong because Mizzou wants to listen. If Mizzou and I'm not, I'm putting words in your mouth. But if Mizzou beat Ohio State with nine guys sitting out that were all studs, they would they wouldn't apologize for beating Ohio State in a bowl game. They'd be like, "This is right. still the greatest the greatest win in Missouri history." But now they're in like a win win. If they lose, it's like, okay, well, we were probably supposed to lose. It was still fun. What a great year. We had a great chance at, at playing in a New Year's Six Bowl. Blah blah blah. If they win, it's like, okay, like Ohio State. Yeah, they didn't have Marvin Harrison or their quarterback, but their quarterback was not that good anyway. Ask any Ohio State fan. Like we beat a really, really good team, and it's and it's the name is is great to beat. So like they're almost in a win-win position. I know I, I I'm sure, you know, obviously an Ohio State podcast host, you are not rooting at all for Ohio State this this week. But what are your uh, initial thoughts on all the names rolling in for Ohio State that uh, are in fact going to play? If I had to put money on the game, you know, when the when it was announced, I would have immediately put money on Ohio State. And then a week later, like we were saying, I would have put money on Mizzou. And then right now, I would bet on Ohio State to win the game. And that's I'm not just saying it because Ohio State podcast, we never pick against Ohio State. I absolutely would have picked against Ohio State, you know, a week ago. <laughs> I've also seen a lot of really good Devin Brown stuff on Twitter. And I don't know what to think. There's a lot of random bullshit on both sides for, for Devin yeah. Brown, but from a Mizzou standpoint, they're missing two key defensive players, uh, Tyron Hopper and Enos Rakestraw, which are names you'll probably hear during the broadcast because they always mention yep. these guys who aren't playing sometimes even more than guys who are playing. And Ohio state's guys can get loose and that's not a good recipe for Missouri, whether it's Henderson or Ibuka, if he plays more than one snap. Um, <laughs> I, I will say, I just did a quick stats research. I'm, I have him up too. After his three games missed, he had one, one game where he had more than four catches and he only had one touchdown. So, I, I mean, and I know there was a game where he played like one snap and then against Michigan state, none of them played. So like, he just was not impactful when he came back from injury, like everyone expected him to be. And obviously if you miss three straight games, it's unlikely you're coming back preseason as if you didn't have an injury. So hopefully this downtime actually has him ready to go. But for Mizzou, they have, they have the best running back in the country in Cody Schrader. And that is arguable. Obviously a lot of people would say it's Travion Henderson, but Travion Henderson, pretty, pretty good running back matchup. It's a great running back matchup. The game yeah. will be, will be one on the ground. I believe 
especially because Brady Cook is is a dual threat quarterback. It, it's actually a very similar game. Yeah, yeah. Especially if Marvin Harrison would have played, because you have a out of this world wide receiver on both end with Marvin Harrison and Luther Burden, and maybe you get that from Ibuka, and maybe Carnell Tate has his JSN Rose Bowl coming out party game. You have Cody Schrader. You have great defenses on both sides and you got Brady cook who obviously had a better year than Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. I kind of said all year to my Mizzou friends. Yeah. I kind of said all year to my Mizzou friends that Brady cook was on Ohio state. They're not playing in the cotton bowl. They're playing in the Rose bowl or the sugar bowl. So it's going to be a great matchup. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm going to be there. Drive the lane bowl. Couldn't miss it, but yeah, I mean, win-win for me. I'm not going to be too upset no matter how how it sways. And are you I feel a, like, are you wearing a split jersey, Andrew? Yeah, but it's actually just going to be the AJ Hawk Brady Quinn jersey, not the Mizzou, not a Mizzou Ohio State split jersey. Got it. I was thinking maybe you'd wear like a split Adam Wolf Joey Lane basketball jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that I can guarantee you does not exist. If I got However, that for you, would you wear it? absolutely i wish i had one of those jerseys i need a jersey like that if i had a if i had a henderson schrader split jersey now that would be cool speaking of split jerseys this is so out of context i was uh i've got i've for those who care about my personal life i'm studying for uh, an exam for a new job blah 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 won't get into it i was taking a practice exam last night and got so pissed when i didn't I didn't pass a certain part of it. I ripped my shirt straight down the middle. And the first thing I thought of was I was like, I'm, I should keep this to, to put it with another thing to make a split shirt. Cause it's an Ohio state shirt, but it's sitting in my garbage, like literally right there. So anyway, split jerseys are in split shirts are in. Um, I, I was going to say to you, do you think I'm the only person in the whole arena that is going to be, has strong rooting interest for both? No, of course you're not the only person, but you are. Are you the most notable? Maybe the most outwardly both. Yeah. Basketball. I I gotta say, I gotta say, this is the first year that Mizzou football has been, you know, relevant enough to discuss on this show. I really hope this game does happen in basketball because I just think that'll be much. Like, this is obviously so cool, cotton ball, blah, 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 whatever. But if it happens at basketball, it's so much more connected to the show. Which you want Ohio really State cool. to visit the gates of hell. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be, I mean, Holman promised. So um, that would be, uh, that'd be very silly. Um, let's see. Should we talk quickly about the actual college football playoff? Not that Ohio State's in it, but our, you know, do you have any, Rooting interest, betting interest, any thoughts? What's uh, obviously the final four is as good of a four as I can ever remember in the sense that one through four all have a reasonable chance to win it. So what do you what do you think? What are you looking at there? I got some cash on Bama to win it all, which I actually bet on them before the playoff was announced because it was crazy odds, like plus 500. And then the second they were announced, I was able to cash out for $30 more than I put on it because they weren't even confident they were going to get in, which was cool. But I did not do that. I'm riding it out. Oh, I was going to say, man. No, I'm right. I'm riding it out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm riding it out. So I have money on Bama. And 
I just it feels a little bit like those Ohio State teams, like the one Ohio State team that won when they were the four seed, and everyone said they don't deserve to be in. You know, they weren't favored in a bunch of games down the stretch that year. I I could be wrong about this, but maybe they weren't favored in the Big Ten championship after. No, I think they were favored, but obviously not. Not they weren't minus fifty eight and a half. Right, <laughs> and so I think Washington has been absolutely brutally disrespected the last five games of their season. Everyone said, oh, they lost these games close or they won these games close. They're going to lose to Oregon. You know, Oregon's going to pound them. I think the line was eight and a half in favor of Oregon. Yeah, it, it was like a touchdown. Yeah, it was crazy. So I just kind of think Washington might just not lose all year and just be the champs. I I just think it's there is a very good case for each team. Like Michigan has been the best team in college football all year, whether they were cheating or not, whatever you think, like they were the best team all year. Alabama is probably playing as well, if not better than any team in the college football playoff right now. Their offense has figured it out. Their quarterback is electric and they're Alabama coached by Nick Saban. Like you can never count them out. Washington seems like a team of destiny. Like you just said, whether they're favored or not, they seem to win every single game close or not. They have a great quarterback, unbelievable wide receivers. They'll be in every single game because of it. Shout out Roma doozy. And, um, and then Texas has the best defense of any team in, in, in the college football playoff. They have Quinn Ewers at quarterback, and they also have an incredible offense and they are as hot as anybody is in the country right now. So, uh, I really do think that this is the first year that I can really remember where all four teams seem like they have a legitimate chance. I'm with you with Bama. Like I, I will, I, I, I since the lines came out, uh, I put some cash on Bama to beat Michigan just because I think that there's elements of Michigan that I think are a little fraudulent. Maybe that's biased. Maybe it's not, but I don't know if their offense can hang with Alabama's. And then I've had since like the third, since, since, I think it was like a couple weeks after it was like week four or five. Um, I bet on Texas to win it all because I became a huge Texas fan after they beat Alabama. Like me and my buddy, Charlie Kogan, shout out Charlie. We watched Alabama, Texas together and had a little bit of cash on Texas to win just for fun. Cause we were at a birthday party and then we were like, well, now we love Texas. So, um, so I will be rooting for Texas and Alabama. And then if the rematch happens, I think Alabama wins. I think Alabama is so much better than they were in week three or whatever it was. So that's 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 my quick uh, bracket bracketology is Alabama wins, Texas wins, Alabama wins it all, which is just insane. In a year where they, they were a fourth and 28 away from not win, not even yeah. being in the conversation, now they win it all. It's just crazy. In the last 14 playoff too, which is kind of fun. I do think if they win this one, it kind of summarizes what who owned the four-team playoff. Yes. Yeah. Or who's owned really the last, you know, however many years. Yes. Decade. Right. Yes, Georgia got two. Ohio State got one. Clemson got two. But I think Bama, this would be their third if they win. Just they. Because 201 and Mac Jones won. It's like the, the Nick Saban era. Bama is the best, like, I wouldn't call it a dynasty necessarily, right? Because there's a lot of time in between, but it's the most dominant 15-year run out of anybody is definitely Bama, for sure. Yeah, they may even, they this may even be four. I'm not even 100% sure, but whatever. Either way, 
So you got Bama over Texas. I got Bama over Washington, which means it's going to be Michigan, Michigan versus Washington. Michigan versus Washington. Yeah. So that neither so, one of us has a chance to win our futures. Before before we get to Jameson Badlin, we'll we'll ask him some of these questions. Ohio State football playing Mizzou. Ohio State basketball playing West Virginia. Both teams playing against teams with yellow in a neutral location. Cleveland's a little less neutral than Dallas, despite how many Ohio State fans will probably be at that game. Cleveland, Cleveland is very close to Columbus. <laughs> we have made that drive. You've made that drive many times. I personally think there could be more Ohio State fans at that game than any of the home Ohio State basketball games so far, just based on what we've seen, based on people being like, hey, it's a Saturday. This is the one Buckeye game we're going to go to this year, fresh off the win maybe over Mizzou. So that's my fan perspective. What are your thoughts on the game as a whole? Um, Well, yeah, I think it's interesting because – you're right. Like Cleveland, there are plenty of fans that are in Cleveland, a huge city that cannot make it up to Columbus for games. So this is their one opportunity. So there's going to be a lot of fans. I also think a lot of West Virginia fans will be there just because I don't think it's the most crazy drive for them either to see a really good team play and play, see a, see them play a really good team in Ohio state. I also think that Ohio state like is playing really good basketball and maybe game three, versus game 12 or whatever it is, right? Like, you, you know, more fans are going to want to show up, game 13, whatever it is. Uh, I'm with you, though. I wouldn't be surprised if there were 15,000 Ohio State fans there versus, you know, the 12,000 that were there for the last. It was actually a phenomenal crowd uh, last Thursday for the game. It was like it was it was like every Ohio State fan got a, got, um, got a, uh, a Christmas gift early to go to the game. That's what, like, their Christmas gift was. But uh, in terms of the game – I don't know if West Virginia is going to play all their guys or not, just because a lot of them have that second waiver transfer thing going on or second transfer waiver thing going on. Um, they did lose their arguably their best player, Jesse Edwards, the transfer from Syracuse. He's, he's out with a wrist injury, I think, but he's out. I know he's out. I think it's with a wrist injury. Um, he's a very Felix Akpara esque incredible on defense dunks, everything taller than Felix too. Um, what they do have is uh two guard transfers that if they are eligible, I'm pretty sure they've played already. If they're eligible and end up playing, they change the game completely. They're really good, but they haven't had a chance to play with these guys. So it'll be interesting. Kirk Creesa from Arizona and then uh, Noah Far Farkan and Noah Farkanon, something like that. Forgive me for mispronouncing that from Eastern Michigan, who is highly, highly, highly recruited out of high school um, from IMG. But, all, all, all that to say, the quick preview before we get to Jameson Battle here on the actual game is that West Virginia plays really, really hard. It's going to be a rock fight, I, I assume, just because every game seems to be a rock fight lately for Ohio State. Ohio State is by far the better team playing way better basketball than West Virginia. West Virginia hasn't had a lot of time to become a cohesive unit. They have a brand new coach with Bob Huggins being gone. There's a lot of like question marks surrounding West Virginia in a year that was supposed to be really rock solid for them has turned out to not be so great. Um, so there's a lot of question marks, a lot of what ifs. The main thing for me is how quickly can Ohio state start in the game coming off Christmas break? They'll have, you know, 
10 days or so ish in between games. They'll go from Thursday to Saturday. So like nine days in between games. Um, I can tell you as we speak right now, they're finishing practice right out right after Christmas and guys are probably hands on their knees, really, really tired because the first practice out of Christmas is ridiculous. Um, so they'll be in good enough shape. It's just how rusty are they? 10 days off. Did the guys get shots up, you know, over their three, four day break on both sides and, you know, we'll see how they bounce back. It, it is, it does suck that Ohio state is coming back and playing West Virginia instead of coming back and playing, you know, little sisters of the poor, but um, another opportunity for a great win, uh, a great venue uh, in the uh, Quicken loans or rocket mortgage arena, whatever it is now. Uh, and should be a lot of fun. They owe them some payback from, from losing uh, last time around. Uh, so should be a fun game. I wish I was going to be there. Uh, I know Andrew feels the same, but instead we'll be uh, hoping for back-to-back wins from both Buckeye teams. It should be a fun weekend, right, Andrew? We'll be rooting for both for that, right? Absolutely. It will be very fun. Also, Raekwon <laughs> Battle, who you didn't mention, who who just started playing as well for West Virginia. Yes, yep, he, yep. He's averaging 30 a game in his two games that he's played. It was Radford and Toledo. It was not, you know. Yeah, Wisconsin and Marquette. So we'll see if he can continue that hot stretch. He had a funny, he had a funny comment on Twitter because someone was like, "Oh yeah, he's playing now," and and he has one total assist in two games. And the guy was like, "Come on, man, it's two games. It's, it's been two games, size. yeah." <laughs> so funny. But we'll get to our interview with Jameson Battle, who you really care more about hearing what he has to say about the season and the upcoming game. All right, join us now on Drive the Lane, Jameson Battle, who's got one of the sweetest setups we've ever seen on the pod. Welcome to the show, man. No, appreciate you guys for having me. Um, blessed to be here. Absolutely, man. We were we we talked about it on on our show before that you were supposed to be on, and it's our fault after the Minnesota game because mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this or not, but you you played at Minnesota, and and that was a whole whole big deal, and you played oh, yeah. well and. Stuff. This is a long time coming. We're we're happy to have you. Um, you know, last guy we had on was uh, was Roddy, and you were in the background quickly. So it's kind of like this is your second appearance. But I'm sure Roddy told you a ton about the show and what to expect. Oh yeah, no, he he, he gave me a little update, a little heads up what's going on. So we're ready. <laughs> I love it. It's important to be ready. I'm gonna hit you with a softball to start things off. You're playing some good basketball. The Buckeyes are looking good, but I don't care about any of that. I want to know the biggest difference between Minnesota and Ohio State. And you can take that whatever way you want it. It's just in your opinion. Could be school, could be the team, could be the food. Mm-hmm. Minnesota and Ohio State, <clears throat> biggest difference in the eyes of Jamison Battle. Yeah, I would say, you know, obviously Columbus, they have the Blue Jackets. They they have the crew, but in the end, it's, you know, Ohio State's the team. And I think being at Minnesota – you know, and being from Minnesota, you've got the Vikings, you got the Twins, you got the Timberwolves, and then obviously you have the Gophers as well. But, you know, there's so many professional sports teams in Minneapolis, in Minnesota, where, you know, you, you feel support, you feel supported by fans, but there's other, you know, there's games going on, whether it's a Twins game, whether it's, you know, a Vikings game, whether it's a Timberwolves game. So in that aspect, I just feel that you, you feel a lot more love because Ohio State is the main team here in Columbus. And I think that's something that you know, I, I knew about it and hearing about it, but it's eye opening once you get here and understand that, 
you know, Columbus is so invested in, uh, invested in the Buckeyes and invested in Ohio state. And I think really, you know, I think it was the first football game. We, we had a little tailgate outside the stadium. And then you're looking like, man, I'm biking to the stadium from my apartment. And you're feeling like, man, I can just feel there's, there's a million people around here, just all ready to go for this football game. So I think that's the biggest difference that I see. And obviously there's more differences, but I think the biggest one is just the aspect of that, you know, you're, you're, Ohio state's team, you know, it's, it's, it's nuts in that aspect. It's definitely nuts. And something that I took for granted. I mean, I grew up an Ohio state fan, even being from Chicago. And I remember my first tailgate, like it was yesterday where, you know, I made the decision to come here, obviously in a different, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in a different world in a different realm than you making a decision. But uh, even having an expectation, I still was very Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. And I do remember at either that first or second tailgate was when, you know, we were introduced uh, through, through Matt Moyer, which is oh, yeah. pretty funny. He knows, he knows everybody. Oh, that he uh, does. And, yes, well, he does. It's literally, he's the mayor of Columbus. Didn't even go to Ohio state. It's the craziest <laughs> thing ever, but he, um, uh, so shout out Matt. But uh, what I found very, I don't know, a breath of fresh air when I talked with you was what, your reason was for choosing Ohio state and, and why, you know, you chose Ohio state over other places. And, you know, it's been well-documented. You've talked about it with other people. Obviously I've even talked about it on the show, but in your own words, you know, why Ohio state, why now, what, what was the thought process behind it all? Yeah. I think for me last year, you know, I had a meeting with, with coach Johnson at Minnesota telling him basically, yo, like, you know, I'm ready. I'm done with college. I'm ready to go pro. And then after, you know, a few weeks after months passed. And then you're looking at it like, man, like, you know, I do have this fifth year because of COVID and other people are talking to me, whether it was my family, whether it's people outside, it's, you know, you're looking at it like you have this extra year, you didn't have a great year last year. So why not go out here and take this opportunity? And then for me, you know, obviously in my four years of college, I haven't won and I haven't been to the tournament. And I think that's the thing that was stuck in my head. It's obviously stuck in my head when you're sitting there in March watching all these teams play and you're like, man, you know, what am I going to tell my kids that I never played in March madness? And, you know, we're not there yet, but you know, I think we have a good chance this year, but I think for me, it was just about going out here and proving that I can get back to the level that I was before last year. And I think it was just about winning for me and, and choosing that, uh, you know, making that decision to come to Ohio state. I think that, you know, I've gotten everything I wanted. I've been held to a standard that is pushing me to be, be at my best and get the best out of me. I'm with a bunch of guys, you know, I tell everybody this, but you know, a bunch of young guys, you know, I'm 22, but these guys on on my team make me feel like I'm 20. And that's, that's kind of what I love about it. And then I think just, you know, obviously another thing is just getting a master's degree as well. And I think that's something that you, you don't want to take for granted just because the people you're meeting in classes, the, what you're getting out of classes, you know, I'm doing sport coaching and just understanding that there's not a lot of degrees out here that, you know, are so intricate in the fact that it's for high performing athletes. It's not just a coaching degree where you're going to go coach youth, but rather than, you know, it's for people like who are trying to coach in college, who are trying to coach professionally. So I think that's a a step I may take, not to say I want to coach, but I think getting a master's in that is helping. But I think the main thing for me was just understanding the fifth year. I tell people it was a luxury and, you know, I think, you know, taking this luxury and uh, playing at Ohio State now and we're, we're winning right now and I'm playing well, but there's still a lot of room to grow for us and a lot of a lot of things to work on. But I think, you know, that that was the basis of my decision, you know, so. You're definitely playing well and it, and it's fun to see maybe the biggest three you've ever hit in your career against UCLA. You drill a three from the top of the key 
you made sure that Ohio State did not win their first game in 37 years or whatever it was without making a three. Did any part of you when you hit that three think, all right, thank God we didn't, you know, go over from three this game? Or were you a hundred percent locked in, only focused on that singular moment? No, I was, you know, I was really focused on the moment. That's someone that's kind of what I live by is just staying present in the moment. But you know, I know we missed a lot of shots in that game, but I think the biggest thing is like we got good looks. And, you know, Coach Holtman talked about it after the game where we executed really well throughout that game and missed open shots. And then the one time we really don't execute, I know it passed to Zed, he fumbled it. And then it was, you know, it was kind of a broken play. And then you go out and bang a three. So, uh, you know, it, it felt good to hit that one, but there was still, what, maybe like 40 seconds left, 50 seconds left. So in the end, we got the job done, which is great. And, you know, we, we, we talked about it at the end of the game, like, man, we only hit one three, but you know, we got the job done in the end. Yeah, I think it's a testament to number one, you know, winning ugly, right? Like th that's important in the Big Ten, whether it's at Minnesota or Ohio State. Like you've won plenty of games ugly. Ohio State's won plenty of games ugly. The best teams win games ugly. That's just how it works. But they're within that element, which is exactly what Holman has talked to you guys about a million times. It's you got to win when you don't have your best stuff and when things aren't going right. And that was a, a great example of a team that shoots 40% from three, making one single mm -hmm. three the entire game, yet you still win against, you know, UCLA record-wise is not – they're frankly not good. I don't know if you've seen what happened to them mm -hmm. after. They they kind of – that's the classic Ohio State theme, which you'll catch on to. If you beat a if you beat a good team, they'll lose the next game or two. And if, you, mm -hmm. if you're excited about playing Purdue, they'll lose right before they play Ohio State so that they don't have their letdown game against <laughs> Ohio State. But that's – that's just the world of Ohio State basketball, really. But back to three-point shooting, the difference between last year's team and this year's team, among other, among many things, uh, has been the shooting. And whether it's because of you, whether it's because Bruce and Roddy are another year older and wiser, whatever it is, like that was something that Coach Holman had to address because it was a really bad shooting team last year. And now, um, you know, adding guys like yourself, shooting around 40%, one of the best three-point shooting teams, not only in the Big Ten, but the country. I was I was a shooter. Like, that's all I could do. That's all I knew how to do. I know the kind of pride that I had in shooting the basketball. I know you're much more than just a three-point shooter, but how much pride do you have in your ability to, like, last game hit four or five threes from behind the arc and what you bring to the table that way? Yeah, I think for me, I'm just trying to hunt shots and make shots. And, you know, I kind of, it's not to say I get frustrated and miss shots, but it's like, man, like I want to hit, I want to hit every shot, but granted you can't do that. And I think what's yeah. funny about it is, you know, I really, I, I've been a shooter my whole life. I'll say that, but I don't remember taking my first three point shot until maybe seventh grade. Right. So like, that's what I think, you know, my dad did for me is understanding that, you know, you, you got to perfect your form. You got to perfect your craft before you can step out and take threes. And, you know, I could hit kick corner shot because I was a big man, really, when I was younger and travel basketball. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're stepping out corner shots and all that. But, you know, I think the biggest thing for me is just understanding, you know, what my shot is and that, you know, I perfected it. I kept working on it. I kept working on it. And then when I, the time was time was right, my dad said, all right, you, you can shoot threes now. So I think that's same thing, thing I did, which is hilarious. Right. But I was but I was a point guard. Right. So like that's the thing. Like you, you see you see it now where a lot of kids are, you know, shooting. You know, I coached. uh third grade basketball two years ago and um you see these kids now like all they want to do is shoot threes and i think that's kind of the way basketball has changed but you know for me being in college being in high school like <clears throat> i've always been that shooter 
And I've always taken pride in making shots and making big shots and taking those big shots because in the end, like to make those big shots, you got to take those shots and putting the reps and putting the time. And, you know, if you do that, there's no reason why you shouldn't be a confident shooter. I think also something that I think is relevant is the fact that I think everybody, including myself, wanted you to shoot more from the get-go to start this year because we knew what you brought to the table as, you know, uh, uh, the leading scorer on a Big Ten team coming into Ohio State. And there were games where, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but there was an element of you, you know, maybe you were trying to fit in, figure out where you got shots, you know, what role you really had on this team, right? The emergence of guys mm. like Bruce and Roddy, maybe quicker than anticipated, meant instead of shooting seven threes a game, you were shooting three or four threes a game, at least from the beginning, right? Mm. And now everybody is much more comfortable, clearly. But was there an element of, you know, how do I fit in? Where do I fit in? Where are my shots getting at the beginning of the year versus now? Yeah, I would say there's some some of that. Just kind of find your way navigating through and uh, understanding that. But I think the biggest thing for me is understanding that my teammates have the utmost confidence in me. And I think when you know that, there's no reason why you shouldn't shoot the shots you take. And then in the end, like, you know, there's even time last game against New Orleans where it's like I had a, maybe shot at top of the key and Bruce is like, hey, shoot that, shoot that. And it's like, all right, you know, I feel – you know, I have that, I have that support from my teammates just to go out here and yeah. shoot shots because in the end I, they've, they've seen me do it and they've seen me put the time in, they've seen me put the work. And so why am I not shooting these shots? But like you said, it's, it's about finding your role, obviously being a transfer, but in the end, you know, for where we, where we want to go, like, it's, it's not about all that, you know, we got to take care of business and players got to fill their roles and do their roles well. And I think that's something that we're, we're starting to, we're starting to figure out. And I think, in the end, you know, the sky's the limit for this team. And if we keep getting better every day, and I think that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, we just got to keep getting better every day and not be satisfied. And I think that's the type of locker room we have, regardless if we, we are a little bit young, but you know, me as a leader, me as a fifth year, understanding that, you know, is as it's different because you got guys like Bruce, Roddy, you got guys like Fee, Zed who have been here. Right. So they know the Ohio state culture, whereas I'm a little different because I'm coming in as a fifth year, but I've played in the big 10 for two years. So I kind of know things and I've been in college for four years where I can tell these guys, you know, Hey, this is what I've seen. This is what I've done. And they can, they can have that two way street to be like, Hey, like this is what we've done in the past last year. This is what we've done, you know, before. So it's like, that's kind of what I love about it. Just that constant dialogue we have as a team, just, you know, there's no egos. There's nothing like that. Whereas like everyone's willing to learn and everyone's willing to listen. If someone calls you out, someone calls you out, like you're not doing well enough. And I think people are going to take that, and and run with it because we're just a competitive group you know we we talk a lot of trash in practice maybe but you know we get after it in practice <laughs> but once once we're off that court it's it's like a family and we're always chatting we're always talking and we're always together so it's it's a special group and i think uh that that's just the biggest thing you got guys who are old guys who are young and you just got a great mix of guys so just like you have you know roddy bruce said those guys would be like this is what we did last year etc do you talk to dale and evan and are you like hey i've transferred before this is the kind of stuff that happens you know when you first transfer this is normal for you to be feeling this way or that way or do you have you know feelings of the first time transferring do you, do you kind of get what i'm saying yeah i think it's a little bit different for my situation just because what the role i stepped into at minnesota was you know not to say i was the guy but you know i played pretty well and you could say that but we had a bunch of older guys, right? And it was a new coaching staff coming in. So everyone was trying to figure it out themselves. And, you know, the coaches talked to us, coaches talked to us. And like, that's a different aspect that I have. But I think going into my freshman year in the A-10 and like talking to them as freshmen, being like, hey, like, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to, this is what you see. This is what you got to keep doing. So it's just stuff like that. 
Whereas sometimes there's, there's dialogue like that. And I think we're always talking and we're always chatting about different things, but you know, like I said, I think my situation was a little bit different for the first time transferring than now, but, um, you know, there's, there's always things that we're talking about and everyone's open ears and everyone's wants to listen and wants to learn because in the end, you know, you can't just do it by yourself. You, you gotta have all these resources. You gotta have people around you who support you and are going to help you. And I think that's, you know, what a bunch of these guys, like you mentioned, Dale, like he's been through it at Baylor. He's been to the tournament. He's been where I want to get to Evan last year, made a big run with Penn state. He's been where I want to get to. So it's like, like I said, that two-way street of where you have this dialogue of like, what did you guys do? What did you guys do? It was like, Oh, okay. This is what we did. You know, at my former schools and like, okay, now I see, okay. You know, this is, this is what it takes to win. And this is what it takes to, to do well. So you, you've mentioned a few times, you're a veteran, you know, it's your fifth mm -hmm. year. You, you, have experience in the Big Ten. Obviously, George Washington played non-con games. So you've played some big teams. Do you still get excited about, you know, a West Virginia type game, a team that you don't see too often that has, you know, some history in college basketball? Or is it just another game on the schedule for you? I think it depends on the situation. I think when you look at it, you 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 look at a UCLA, you look at a West Virginia where they've done well, and you look at those games and you're you're like, all right, this is another opportunity to go show these people what we've been working on and what we want to accomplish. And I think you there are different reasons to get hyped for different games. Obviously, for me, Minnesota, I got hyped for that game, just being the history, being playing there, knowing those guys. So that's another one. But playing in the Big Ten as well, you know, it's there's never an off night in the Big Ten. And the way the league is top to bottom and how hard it is to win on the road, you're always getting up for games. And you're always excited because in the end, like, this is the reason why you're going out here and playing. You know, you want to be out here motivated. You want to be out here just playing your hardest. So regardless of the opponent, regardless of the team, you know, we're always going to be be happy to go out here just because we're so fortunate in this opportunity just to go out here and, uh, you know, where the block goes. So it's, it's, it's you know, it's exciting just to be out here and going, being able to play at Division One level, highest level, and, you know, one of the best conferences in the league in the Big Ten. So, uh, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I mean, you know, you're hyped for every game just because it's another opportunity, especially for me. You know, like you said, being a veteran, being the guy who's in his fifth year, this is this is all I got in college basketball. So I'm going to go out here and make the make the most of it, and hopefully play in the NCAA tournament one day. I I want to ask you about the prep going into the West Virginia game, um, but you prompt you made me think about another question that I think is is really relevant to you because in my four years there were some places I only just because of scheduling there was some place in the Big Ten that I only played at once. Minnesota, mm -hmm. for example, I only played at one time. Some U of I. I only played at Illinois, only played at one time. Uh, are there, is there any place in the big Ten that you haven't been yet on the road? No, I think I, I think I've been everywhere. You know, I think I've been to assembly hall. I've only played there once, been to Breslin once. Cause in the end, you know, the stuff with Michigan state with the, with the shooting last year, we actually had that game canceled. So we were supposed to go there, but I know we're going there this year, but I think I've, I think I've been everywhere. We hit Illinois last year. So, um, but yeah, like, to even go off your question, like the best place to play in the Big Ten, like that I have is like, I think it goes in no order: Assembly Hall, uh, Breslin, and honestly, just those two. And then to add like a wild card, not Big Ten, um, one one not place. Purdue. Oh yeah, Purdue. We've been to Purdue. Yeah, Purdue's crazy. You know, right, like you right. want, and it was Purdue's so, like, number one for me. Yeah, and to go back on it, like that was our first Big Ten. That was the first Big Ten game last year. That was a December game last year, our first one. And I remember yeah. in there, it's like. Man, like you can't even hear yourself think. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So oh, those yeah. three, and then the wild card I was going to talk about, like being in the A10 is as uh, UD. You know, Dayton's crazy, oh, and especially in my freshman year, the one time I played there, you know, that was the Obi Top and Jalen Crutcher, Traylon. Like that was a 
a final 14 if you really look at it so you know that one was and it was their senior night and it was when they got the trophy presentation for winning the a10 so it was just a it was a ruckus atmosphere in there yeah dayton is insane i dayton me and andrew have a long a long history with with going to dayton so um we we like those guys down there but i do I, I don't even I don't even care about the prep going into West Virginia as much as I'm curious about how terrible the first practice was back from Christmas. Did did Holt just I I picture him standing at the free throw line and saying, "Fellas, we're running not because you're in trouble, but because we just have to." Did he yeah. say that yeah. word for word or no? Not word for word, but he's like, you know, what? <laughs> we're we're gonna get moving tonight. We're gonna get moving. You know, we got back. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got back. Me and Taysen got back. Four o'clock, three o'clock, I want to say, and then we had practice lift six, practice seven. So you know, it was a long night, but you know, yeah, it's no it's you gotta get your win back coming back from Christmas. It's you know, you know how it is coming back coming back those first two days, and you know, oh. even today, it's a it's another grind. But you know, we're just we're just trying to get our win back and keep getting better. So as long as you guys have the right mindset, because oh, my, yeah. my two years were split down the middle. We had my freshman sophomore year with coach Mata where the message was always the same. It was like, fellas, like we're not trying to kill you guys. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to get you guys prepared and get your win back and stuff. But my teammates, my first two years looked at it like it was the most ridiculous thing ever. And then my second two years, the guys were like, this is just what we do. Like, this is what it takes. We're just getting our win back and we're going to have fun. Like it's not, you know what I mean? Like we're playing yeah. basketball, whatever. Yeah. And who would have thought that the second two years we were great and went to the tournament, the first two years we were fine, probably had better rosters, but that's different story for a different uh -huh. day. So. Um, <laughs> but neither here nor there, but that's good. It's good to hear that coach Holt's not getting soft. I know he's not, but we, Oh my God, <laughs> between Q and Holt, man. Oh my God. Those Q used to I, more. I have more stories for a different day about Q, but like my senior year as a, as a, I mean, I was on scholarship, but I, I didn't play that much. Like I was, you know, I had spot minutes here, spot minutes there, played in blowouts, whatever. Right. Like, but I was not going to be a professional basketball player. And yet, you know, you know what Kalen and those guys are doing before games an hour right. and a half before games, yeah. you know, like it's, yeah. it's ridiculous stuff. So at one point I had to tell Q, I was like, Hey man, like I'm done. Like I, as long as I'm in shape, ready to play basketball, like you don't have to, <laughs> there's no need to kill me anymore. Like I'm done. I'm out of here. Like, you know, there's no prepping for any off season or anything, no maintaining, like I'm done. Like right. the bod pod, I'm done. And he was like, you know what? You're right. You are done. So <laughs> <laughs> it was like after Christmas, like once we got into big 10 play him and the, and the assistant strength coaches, I was like, God, like I walked out of one. Just, just, I know we you were, just had we to be exhausted. To, we were about to play like Youngstown state. It's a game where I'm assuming I'm going to play like six minutes ish, you know, like I've, played a fair amount in these blowout games like if it was if we were up 20 points with 10 minutes left like i was starting to stretch a little bit you know uh -huh. so we're playing youngstown state and jake love him to death who doesn't he's not anywhere near ohio state anymore i think he's with wichita state uh women's basketball now jake an assistant strength coach has me doing this this crazy war workout on the rower I get off and my hands are bleeding. Like my oh. hands are literally bleeding. And I was, that's the point where I was like, Q. Like, oh yeah. Let's wrap it uh, up. We got to chill, man. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this, this is about Jameson Bale, not about me. So Andrew, what you got fun questions for him or what? Yeah. So Jameson, we put, we put on Twitter. We're interviewing Jameson battle right now. Do you have any questions? I have 
we got one serious from Twitter and then two fun questions, which will take us into the end of the interview. The serious one, and it's not even that serious, is has playing with Bruce Thornton elevated your game? If so, how? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I mean, playing with a guy like Bruce, you know, he elevates everyone around around us just because of the way he works and the way he's prepared. You know, he's he's always ready to go and he's always talking. And I think that's something that one of his very special qualities. And he's done that since day one that I've been here. And seeing that from a young guy, from a sophomore, and seeing what he's been through, especially last year, it's like, all right, you know, we've all been through a little bit. Let's, let's go out here and work for each other. And I think that's the mentality that he brings to this team and the way he plays on the floor. I mean, I mean, you guys see it. You guys are watching the games. But what, what he does is is very unique, and what he does is unique to help this team. And I think playing playing with him obviously elevates my game, but it elevates everyone's game, and it elevates – you know, our program at that. All right. Two part question coming up. I, next. I love that answer, by the way. Great answer. He's, yeah. You know, you know, it. he's going to go down as one of the best point guards in Ohio state history. When oh, it's yeah. all said and done, it's pretty cool. For sure. But all right. The next one, two part question. Cause you, you know, so much about Ohio state basketball history too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's two part question. The first one is, can you please apologize to Buckeye nation for the pain that you caused beating Ohio state last year, great question, Minnesota. And then the follow-up to that was someone else's question. They have it on good authority that you guys went to Adriatico's pizza after the win last year. Did you enjoy the pizza? Have you had it since? And did that factor into your decision to come to Ohio state, that pizza? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I will. I'll apologize for that. You know, I'm a Buckeye now, so my apologies for what happened last year. Um, but you know, I, I enjoyed it, you know, coming here and winning, uh, it was one of our two big 10 wins. So it's obviously good. You want to enjoy those wins, but you know, I'm a Buckeye now, so I'll apologize. And then I don't know <laughs> if we actually, we didn't actually go to Adriaticos. I think we got it delivered, but you know, it was good pizza. And actually I haven't been since, you know, I've been to the, been to the dorms, been with the freshmen, been with the sophomores, but you know, I haven't been back since. It all might right, reverse all the good stuff that's happened to Ohio State since. Yeah, so don't go. You have, can't go. You can't. All right, all right. Go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and the final Twitter question, probably the most important to you. Wait, can Please. I ask it, Andrew? Can I ask it? Yeah, you got it pulled Sorry. up. I have it now. Yeah, yeah. Um, first off, I guess it's kind of a two-part question. I'm adding the first part. I'm assuming you're a Vikings fan, or at yeah. least casual. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. I bleed. I bleed. If you cut me open, it's purple and gold. I know that. Look right. at his Twitter right. feed. It's all. It's all promo all for Ohio State events and Vikings. Skull. Skull. Um, I'm a Bears fan, so it's okay. Oh. You guys are. Yeah. You guys are like tough sledding. this year. Um, but the question is, it's not even a question. It's a. It's a. It's a like a uh, a command of us. But it says, right. ask him if he thinks the Vikings make the playoffs. But more importantly, what he thinks they should do with the quarterback situation moving forward next year. All right. You know, I am, I'm very, you know, after every Vikings game, I'm on Reddit, Twitter, everything. So (laughs) for me, you know, I think you've seen what has happened. You've seen what has happened without Kirk. And what's crazy is I remember, you know, I'm watching this game against the Packers. We get this pick or it was a pick or a fumble. And then we come back next play touchdown. I'm like, Oh yeah, it's over. Like we're the best team in the league by far after this. <laughs> o line's playing well, defense is finally playing well. If you look at it, like week seven through fourteen, defense was number one in points, something like that. But anyways, you know, I'm like, I'm, I text my boys, I'm like, yo, Kirk Cousins, he he's an MVP right now, 
And then I'm like, O-line too. O-line is playing really well. Next play, we get on offense, boom, sack. And like you, you I talked about Kirk being the MVP. Next possession just blows his Achilles out. And I'm looking like, oh. I was devastated. You know, I still haven't gotten over it because I know what we probably would have done this year. But so what I think, I don't think he takes a team-friendly deal because he shouldn't have to. You see the impact that he has on this team. So anywhere between 30 and 35 is my guess. But you only, I think two years, 60, 70, hopefully. And like people don't, this is the thing about Vikings fans. People don't understand, like they don't do the research like a lot of my friends and like <laughs> hardcore fans do. Whereas like there's a reason why we got rid of Adam Thielen. There's a reason why we got rid of Kendrick Cook because it's dead hit money right now. But that's freeing up tons of cap tons of cap in the next not this next year but the year after is when we have a lot of wiggle room and you know we have draft picks now we didn't Quasi hasn't had our gm he hasn't had a lot to work with draft pick wise well he's traded a little bit but he hasn't had a lot to work with so i think this is a draft that makes her breaks his tenure as gm and then you know the quarterback decision obviously i think like i said you've seen the impact of kirk so i'm bringing him back for two years and i think Depending on what pick you get, depending on who's on the board, if you've done your research quarterback-wise, you do take a quarterback, I think. Uh, but you let him Have sit to. behind Kirk. So, I, I mean, you, you, you... He's the perfect guy to have someone behind him. Right, and I think that's what... It's the shift that you've seen from Kirk Cousins from when Mike Zimmer was the coach to now Kevin O'Connell. It's, it's night and day because I think Kevin O'Connell has wanted Kirk. Mike Zimmer, he didn't want Kirk. Rick Spielman brought Kirk in and... Because we thought, you know, we were quarterback. We we made the NFC Championship game with Case Keenum. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we needed a quarterback. Quarterback was a missing piece. So, you know, I could talk about this all day. But, yes, you bring Kirk back, you draft a quarterback, and then draft interior D-line, maybe a little bit interior O-line, and then probably DBs, backers. So, you know, we'll – You know who, he's, you know who he sounds oh, like we... right now? You know who who you sound Josh, like? Perry, Josh Perry. No, you sound like Alec Lewis. Do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. Mm. Former guest you of the don't show. or do? Are you are you saying I like, don't. oh boy? Okay, okay, yeah. He's, he's a beat writer for he's... for the for the Vikings. For oh, the he athletic. is. Yeah, the he's athletic. Andrew's really good friend and our oh, and yeah. now my friend. Yeah, you see, like I'm, I'm sure he knows his stuff, so he's you know we're on the same page. I bet. <laughs> well, um, in your expert football opinion, do the Bears keep Fields or do they draft Caleb Williams? Because in the end, I, it depends how much Fields asks for. If Fields, if if he asks for a lot, which he probably doesn't have the right to, you don't, you don't, you you draft Caleb Williams because you got to think that window and how much cap you guys have right now, and you know drafting. What if, a they, quarterback. What if they pay him Daniel Jones money? So not crazy, no, but no, you, Daniel Jones. No, you, he doesn't even deserve Daniel Jones money with what he's done. Whoa. Am I crazy though? Daniel, I'm with Daniel you. Jones, I'm with Daniel you. Jones only got paid because of the Vikings but, playoff last year because of Ed Donatel. That is the only reason the, why he got paid. But it's not about the player, it's about the market. And he deserves Daniel Jones' money because of the market. That's he true. does. You think he does? Absolutely. Who would you rather have, him or Daniel Jones? I mean, who's been to the playoffs? Daniel Jones has been to the playoffs now. Okay, who's had three coaches in three years? Three, no, it hasn't been three coaches in three years. I know, but not not literally, but it's been different coaches. You're arguing with the biggest football fan in the world right here, James Bannon. You're barking I'm, up the wrong tree. I almost I almost might just convince myself that whatever he says is right. I'm all in on RGM, so whatever he does. Yeah. I, I, no, I think this I'm is a, this is huge for polls because polls was a guy it, that we looked at too. So, you know, I'm. It's I'm, just tough as a it's tough as a Bears and Buckeyes fan 
to not want fields. Like, how could I, right. I obviously right. I want fields because that's my, that's, it's, he's been my, he's been my quarterback for the last like six years. And I think like, with what he's done the past, what, five, six weeks, I mean, you know, he's, he's shown promise. And, he's and, worthy of yeah. being a starting quarterback. It's about how much money. Do you, so, do you think you even like, what if you just deal the pick? I think that's a possibility too. I think you deal the pick and be, and try and get the third or the fourth pick. Right. And you st- you're you still sitting Mark on Harris. a top 10 pick too. Right. You see, like the Bears are set up well. I hate to say it as a division eight, rival, but well, they're set up well. There's so many I mean, there's nobody in the NFC. I, I I mean, out of the teams that aren't going to make the playoffs, there's no team you'd rather be. But well, if the Vikings don't make the playoffs, though, you'd rather be the Vikings then. Right. But, right. right. <laughs> yeah. um, I also have one last football related question, and Andrew can ask another one. Um, you, you are the quarterback throwing the ball in at the end of games should you need to. I've known that from from watching shoot around before the games that I call and stuff. And I know Holtman has all these intricate, they're not even that intricate, but sets, depending on mm-hmm. if there's three, you need a three, if whatever I saw. And I pray to God that I'm right about this. You were going like this uh-huh. um, after you threw the pass. Please tell me you were doing the sketch stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no. I was sitting with students that I was calling the game with. And I was like, that is so funny. Do you guys see what he just did? Like he is Andrew. Do you know the guy on that streams Madden who's all over TikTok who literally is like calling? He's literally calling. Like he's calling signals, like telling his guys what to do. Like it's just it's it's crazy. And, and he's just audibleing on Madden, and it's and it's really funny. And um, he's really funny, and he does he. It, I I feel like I don't know. He, clearly, these got these. There's something a little off about him, but no one's making fun of him. Everyone's no, no, no. Like team sketch, like he's the man. But he yeah. goes like this all the time, Andrew. Yeah. Like all the time. Like all, like the whole time he's playing. And Jameson's running down the court doing that after he throws a pass like he's about to audible. And I was like dying laughing and no one understood it. So I'm just right. glad that oh, yeah, Yeah, me, Roddy, and Bruce. Like I know Roddy, he, he loves sketch. You know, he's always he's <laughs> always talking about how, you know, I'm the evil Mr. Beast. I don't yeah. give, I take. <laughs> yeah but no it's 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 great like i mean you see a bunch of these tiktoks and you're looking at sketch like you know this kid's crazy and the thing is he's not like your whole feed is gonna be him now and the thing is like always he's 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 not even good at madden he's not good either but he's so entertaining he's so special teams what does he say special teams special Special plays special plays Uh, and his voice is like he's like an announcer too. It's, oh, yeah. it's funny, Andrew. You'll love. It. You will literally. Oh, you'll be send me his stuff. You don't know send me you his don't stuff. Know you will love it. Andrew. You'll love him. Yeah, send me his stuff, Jameson. By the way, that's a cool name, Jameson. Last thing I want to tell you. Ever you. think about when you're shooting threes? They're Jameson shots. No, no, I don't. Maybe, maybe I should think about it, huh? <laughs> Andrew, we haven't said that. That's a good one. Well, that's a good pun on what I'm about to say. Hold on. Hold on. I would like to say that I came up with Jameson battle ready for war. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? that? I like it. You got to be ready. We got to print the shirts. We got to print the shirts like that. And when the PA announcer, there's no way you can't answer this question, but there's no way you like the Jameson battle. There's no, no I don't hear it. Honestly, I don't really hear it. I know Gary's oh, talking to me about you. it, but you know, because we hear it. <laughs> Joey, let's wrap it up. How we always wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Roddy prepped you for this Jameson and you have the, like Andrew said, you've got the best setup. Like you already are a podcast host. I know you're 
going to be someday down the line. But what we like to do on every episode is finish the interview by essentially turning the tables on you and giving you your own show. So it's now the Jameson battle ready for war show. And you basically have the floor to ask whatever questions you have for us, whether they be about basketball, about football, about sketch, about life, anything, the floor is yours. What, what questions do you have for us? Yeah. So to start, you know, what is, what is your guys is like, what was the inspiration of just starting the podcast? You know, I'm, I've always been interested in just how do you start, you know, for me, and my roommate, my former roommate is like, how do we start this thing? And that's the question I have for you guys. Like, what was the, what were the things you did? What were the things you were thinking about just to get this thing up and running? Andrew? It's a fantastic question. I like to always say that we originally thought we were going to do like a little three episode series about when Joey played at Ohio State and mm. who he talked to, who he met who he now has relationships with that he was a huge fan of as a kid, like the Aaron Kraft and John Diebler and Jared Sullingers of the world. And we very quickly, we did that. Mm -hmm. And then instead of ending it at three episodes, we connected with some football players and just kind of started swimming around. That we, we had something here. Right. Yeah. So we started hitting we all the, running. all the yeah. different Ohio state, avenues we talk you know some football during football season but we really obviously hone in on basketball season the advice i would give on how to start it is definitely have some sort of this is what the show core is going to be about like if you right. listen to or watch or hear any good podcaster or YouTube or anything, if you peel back all the layers of the onion, there's always one thing that they're, you know, really focused on in the end. For I like to use Bill Simmons as an example. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you listen to him at all, but like a little bit. He's he started as a Boston guy and started as an NBA guy. When you strip his show down, he does gambling picks for football. He does all this stuff. At the end of the day, like he still hits his he still plays his hits with the NBA. And that's why people are listening. And that's why people care about his other stuff. So I would say, you know, if you do go down that path with your former roommate, like pick a lane to, to really and drive, drive in, drive really right. drive that lane. And then you can <laughs> swerve into other lanes as long as you get back to your lane. Got and it, Andrew will it. produce it for you for free. All right. Not for free, <laughs> but I will produce it. <laughs> Maybe that may be the best, uh, most interesting question we've ever people are always like you know what why podcasting but like that was like a genuine right. more of a genuine version of that so we appreciate that no, yeah sure. what else so you i got think? i got two more two more so okay. oh give me the college football your college football playoff picks and then <laughs> nba finals picks um funny enough on this show will we we will be talking about our college football playoff picks um and actually, as you're listening to this, you have already heard our college football playoff picks. But quickly, I've got Alabama versus Texas rematch. Alabama wins it all because mm -hmm. that's just how the world works, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. If not Ohio State, it's Alabama. That's just like yeah. it's like that meme. Of the, that's like that meme of the astronaut pointing at the world. And it's like that's that's Alabama winning the national championship. And it's like, yeah, it all, always is. always happens. Always happens. always has been. Yeah. What about NBA, Joey? Oh yeah, NBA. I uh, Knicks. The 
I want to say Knicks. If the Knicks trade for freaking KD, they might be. But no, no one's beating the Celtics in the East. Um, and then I would say Nuggets. The Nuggets aren't playing that well. Phoenix is terrible right now. I feel like it's really a crapshoot in the West. Right. Like this, the the Lakers stink right now. The Lakers stink. Um, but I, I, I think the Suns will figure it out. So I'll say Celtics, Suns, Celtics win it all. All right. Ooh. All right. Super quick. I got Bama over Washington, and which means Bama will definitely win it all if we're both saying that. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and I I'm gonna go. I think the Lakers will make a move, and I'm never not gonna say the Lakers and LeBron, but I think the Lakers will make a move, and Jean-Tay. if they can if they can get lucky and someone else can beat the Nuggets, then right. they can beat anyone. Yeah. So I'll go Lakers. Sixers in the finals and I'm going to give you one more I know you didn't ask it way too early super or not way too early crazy Super Bowl prediction Bills (laughs) not the Bills I I said Bills preseason but right now Bucks Browns Super Bowl the script has been written Baker against the Browns. Browns in the Super Bowl Baker against the Browns in the Super Bowl that's 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 it's very hot. He's a Browns. Take. He's a Browns fan. Oh yeah, you, you guys are doing well. A little Joe Flacco magic going on. I don't know. Oh yeah, I don't know how long it's going to last, but you know it's it's working right now. Are we getting the Minnesota accent out of you for some reason, or is this always? That's just, when, just I get, the when I'm talking about when I'm talking about football. You know, whenever <laughs> the Vikings get mentioned, you know, you hear a little bit of Minnesota out of me. You hear a little bit of Minnesota. <laughs> Wait, we need your picks. College football playoff. Yeah. All right, all right. Okay, finals um, and Ohio State versus uh, West Virginia. I think, <laughs> I think Bama's going to win. I think, think, I think pretty handily. You can't give Nick Saban a month to prepare. Can't give Nick Saban a month to prepare. Well, Jim Harbaugh's interviewing for NFL jobs. Right, and um, that other side, Washington, and then I got Bama. I mean, if Bama's in there, you 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 know what's going on. So, and then NBA. I'm going to go Nuggets, Celtics. I think Celtics win. I think they finally get over the hump. Just because in the end, like, whenever the Heat make it, the Celtics always make it the next year. So, it's going to be – Nuggets are going to go back. I mean, they're just – they're good. You know, I'm not – I'm not – I will, my friends always get on me about this. You know, I haven't been a Wolves fan in a while just because of some uh, outside uh, circumstances. But I think the Wolves are playing well. I watched them a couple nights ago. They lost to the Thunder last night. But there were two nights ago where I'm like, man, this team down the stretch, like, defensively, I mean, there's no other team that can defend like them. So I think yeah. they they do legit have a chance this year. And I'm I'm saying that as someone who, you know, I'm not a Wolves fan. Like my friends call me a little Wolves hater, and it's crazy because I'm I'm Minnesota everything. But you know, I'll admit to it. And then um, Super Bowl picks, man, this one's tough. This one's tough. You know, am I gonna be? You know, I'll, I'll be I'll be real. Vikings, will we make the playoffs? If we win this week against the Packers. <laughs> Yes, because okay. in the end, I think we are better. I think we are better than Detroit. I'll admit that. But you got to think we had our left tackle. We had so many guys out that we lost to Detroit, and we still only had them. What they won by six. Anyways, um, from the NFC, man, I don't know NFC. I'll just go. Bucks. I'll say the Niners. Bucks. No, the Bucks. Go I mean, box. Baker, is, Baker is dialed in. I won't lie, but um, I'll, I'll 
Yeah, I'll go Cowboys, actually. I'll go Cowboys, America's team. You know, yeah. I just think if they catch the 49ers again, but then again, 49ers at Levi Stadium's tough, tough ask. But and then I got Ravens on the other side. The way they just dismantled the 49ers and the the brand of football that they play. I mean, there's no team better than them. And the, the discredit Ravens. that they get. And what I saw Lamar do to Fred Warner, who's probably the best oh. back in the league. I'm like, yeah, this this team is legit. So I'll go Ravens, Cowboys, Super Bowl. But the one thing is, I will say, if I think the Bills will make the AFC Championship game, I think the Bills will make the AFC. If they make the playoffs, they're they should they they're running the table because you got to think like if they'll probably be a six or seven, and Ravens probably beat Miami this week. Um, Ravens take the one seed. Play the Ravens until the AFC Championship. Right. So it depends on if Miami gets if Miami gets the two and has to play Buffalo at the seven. That's scary. Playing that team three times. That's very scary. But um, I mean Miami finally beat a team over five hundred, so um, don't believe their hype. But I believe if the Bills can get hot, I mean they could run the table. They really could, and that's crazy they because really we talk could. about like how their window is basically closed. But in the end, like it could work out for them even better by not having these home games, by not being a top seed in the AFC. So you know we'll see. But I'm still gonna stay strong with the Ravens. Ravens win it all too. I love it. I love it. Um, do you, do you have one, you have one more question for us? No, that's it. No. Okay. All right. All right. Andrew, you good? James, usually Andrew, usually Andrew thinks of more questions after we both know this was, this was more than enough. You, you nailed it. (laughs) Thank you so much. This has been a, a fun episode. You're welcome back on the show anytime right after the bucks and the The Browns Browns play the Super Bowl. Bowl. Oh yeah. We'll be there. We'll be there. All right, man. We appreciate you. This was a blast, and we'll we'll have to have it on. Uh, oh, for sure. Some point, big sure. ten play. Yeah. No, appreciate you guys. Appreciate you for having me on. Awesome, man. Good luck this weekend. Yeah, appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Hope you enjoyed this episode with James at Battle. Extra long interview, which is great because we've got a double dose of Buckeye games this weekend: Ohio State versus Mizzou in the Cotton Bowl and then Ohio State versus West Virginia in the Cleveland Bowl. Buckle up. Drive the lane. Go Buckeyes. Beat the shit out of those Tigers. (laughs) And beat the Mountaineers.